1: Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about strategies and ideas for how to build more happiness into our everyday lives. This week, we'll talk about how and why we might design our summers. We do a deep dive into listener suggestions for family traditions, uh, so many great ones. And we announce our next book club choice. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am back in my little home office right here in New York City. And joining me today from LA is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, with whom I share many family traditions.
0: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yeah, Gretch, I remember uh, sitting at the top of the stairs Christmas morning waiting for Dad to ring the jingle bells. That was, Yes. Then we could run down and open our presents. That's one tradition that we, I loved.
1: Yes, and we still do that to this day. Everybody has yes. to wait for the bells to ring, the ho, 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 and the bells. Before we launch in, a few updates. First, thank you to all all the listeners who wrote it to tell me that my book, The Happiness Project, makes a brief cameo appearance in the trailer for the new HBO Max movie, Father of the Bride. It's at about the 39th second. You can see it right there on a shelf. I will post a photo in the show notes if I can figure out how to do that, um, and I'll post a link. It was so fun to know about that, so thank you for everybody who um, told me about it.
0: Yes, that is so fun. And then, Gretchen, you'll remember I gave myself a demerit for not having gotten my shingles vaccine because I was under the impression that you had to have them a month apart, the two doses. And we heard from a few people that that's not the case. So we'll read this from Krista. She said, «Hi there, I'm a pharmacist who administers many vaccinations». I just wanted Elizabeth to know that the second dose of shingles vaccine is between two and six months after the first, and it is approved for all adults over 50. She mentioned in today's episode that she could not get the first dose based on thinking she needed the second dose after a month, and that is not the case. Good to know it doesn't have to be a month apart, so I could get it now and then get it when I come back from Puerto Rico. So, right. There's thank a lot you, more Christo. flexibility
1: than you thought. Yes. And then we asked for a better name for our pop-up discussion circle, and we got a lot of excellent choices. Two that really caught my eye, uh, one, because from Rob, because he likes alliteration, sudden symposium or surprise symposium, which I liked, or Julia suggested ad hoc talks. Which I like because it runs. Oh, running. that's fun. Two two great suggestions. We got many, many great suggestions.
0: Yeah. Both of those, I think, are better than ours,
1: Scratch. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah. Thank you. It's a good idea, but we didn't have a great name. And yeah. now we have our book club choice. Yay! It is. Hi. Yay! It has been a while. We're so excited to announce this. And this is it's such a fun book for heading into the summer It is just a breezy, light, fun read, and of course, I could not wait to get my hands on this because it is The Office BFFs, Tales of the Office from Two Best Friends Who Were There by Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. So this is Pam and Angela from The Office, a TV show that I know backwards and forwards. I've listened listened to The Office Ladies podcast, and I simply cannot get enough and now they have written this book together. It is so much fun.
0: Yes, and Gretchen, I should mention, Sarah and I had Jenna Fisher on Happier in Hollywood, um, episode 27, to talk about her book, of The Actor's Life, yeah. which is an excellent book that I recommend to everyone moving to Hollywood. So I cannot wait to talk to her and Angela
1: about this book. And we will discuss this in upcoming episode 381. That is coming up quickly. And the reason that we want to do it is that is June 8th. And that is National Best Friends Day. (laughs) And given that the whole book is about being best friends and it's a huge theme in the book and the title of the book, we just couldn't resist tying to that date. The book just went on sale, but it is a fun, quick read. There's tons of photographs in there, which are really entertaining. And even if you haven't had a chance to finish the whole book yet, it's still going to be such a fun conversation with both of them.
0: Yeah, Gretchen, let me just read this. The book is an intimate, behind-the-scenes, richly illustrated celebration of beloved The Office co-stars Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey's friendship and an insider's view of Pam Beasley, Angela Martin, and the iconic TV show. And it features many of their never-before-seen photos. So, I mean, you are an Office... Uh you know, expert Super Gretch, fan. you have a quote from the office for everything. So I don't know how we're even gonna keep this conversation down to yeah. a reasonable amount of time because yeah. this is up your alley.
1: It is. But, but you know, it's so interesting to hear about their experiences in Hollywood, their friendship, how it how yes. it evolved, what it's like working together both on the show, and then they have this podcast together and they did a book yes. together. So it's about working as a team. Yes. How is it working with your best friend? We're very interested in that. It's like a lot like working yes. with your sister.
0: So yes. send in your
1: questions. We cannot wait for that conversation. So send in your questions. It, it is coming up pretty quickly on June 8th, episode 381. Yes. So, Elizabeth, our Try This at Home tip this week is one that we've done many times before because it's, it has added so much to our happiness, and we know that it resonates with people so deeply, which is design your summer.
0: Yes, it is that time of year again. Yes. Yeah, and Gretchen, most recently we discussed this in 325, episode 325, which was last summer. Right. And the challenge is to mindfully design your summer, to make sure that you have all the summer experiences that you want.
1: Yeah. This was originally inspired um, I was reading an essay by a writer I love, Robertson Davies, who wrote an essay called Three Worlds, Three Summers, and he wrote Every man makes his own summer. The season has no character of its own, unless one is a farmer with a professional concern for the weather. Circumstances have not allowed me to make a good summer for myself this year. My summer has been overcast by my own heaviness of spirit. I have not had any adventures, and adventures are what make a summer. And this is the idea that you need to make a summer, and it's easy to be like, oh, the summer will be fun, or I'll have more time in the summer, but Mm. We all know that the summer will slip by in a blink if you do not take the time to think about what you want your summer to be and make it that way. And obviously, we're talking about summer. It's really design your season. Maybe you're in a different part of the world. It's not your hot summer right now. And you could do this for any season because it's really about heading into any season to get the most out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Gretchen, this summer is especially, I think, enticing because it feels (laughs) like things are somewhat getting back to normal. It feels like we're coming out of the pandemic. It feels like people will be having barbecues, that people can travel. All these things that have been largely put on hold are going to be back. And so I think everybody is ready to have a great summer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Elizabeth, as you think about your summer, what, what might you do to design your summer?
0: Well, I think, Gretchen, I'm going to try to have a summer of health. Okay, oh, I have, Oh, interesting. speaking of the shingles vaccine, I want to get all the, the vaccines that I need to get, that being the main one. I want to um, get a colonoscopy. I got, I already got my mammogram. I want, I have many doctors because I am a type one diabetic. I have to, you know, keep up with all the doctors. So I just want to get all my doctor's appointments done and feel like I'm caught up.
1: Well, also because for you, the summer, which is often a heavy work time, coincides with season two becoming an easier, more manageable.
0: Yeah, and Gretchen, I also, because Fantasy Island will be, you know, the workload will be easing up significantly for me over the summer, I want to hike during the week. Usually I only hike on Sundays, but I've told some people, hey, if you want to hike during the week in the summer, I can do that if it's early and cool enough. And so be healthy also, you know, in terms of exercise yeah. and hopefully eating. Always the right. eating is the hard part.
1: But I can imagine people sort of, if there's a medication that they have to fiddle with or they need like Jamie had to change the prescription of his glasses and so he mm, needed to go yeah. to the eye doctor and get his eyes checked and then he had to take it in to you know to the to the frame store and all that. Like again, these are just sort of like those health things. Something that can be done at any time is often done at no time. So that's good.
0: Yes. Um, now how about you? How are you designing your summer?
1: Well, I think mine's more fun than yours. Huh. So I had my summer of Proust and I had my summer of Virginia Wolf, and now I'm having my summer of rereading because there are these books I reread things that I love all the time but there are certain books that are like ambitious weighty thought-provoking books that take a lot out of me but Mm. that I love and sort of was transformed by and want to reread it's hard to get them into the queue of my regular reading and so I thought okay well this summer I'm going to have a stack of books I know I'm going to reread so I want to reread Story of a Soul by St. Therese, which I've read like 15 times, mm. but I, I'm ready to read yeah. it again. I want to reread The Autobiography of Benjamin Franklin because anybody doing happiness self-experiments needs to read that book often. I want to reread Boswell's Life of Johnson because I'm a huge Johnson fan and I haven't read that book in a while. I want to read A Pattern Language. Christopher Alexander recently died and I want that reminded me of how much I love that book. I want to read, reread Crowds and Power by Elias Canetti, which is like a book that radiated so much energy that I bought it and then couldn't read it for a year because every time I looked at the table of contents, I would fling it across the room. So I want to reread oh that. Um, Varieties of Religious Experience by Henry James. Like this is a book that it sounds like it's going to be really heavy, but it's like a page turner and it's got so many ideas, but it's a lot. I want to reread Bob Dylan's Chronicles, Volume 1, because I remember just being like, this is like nothing I've ever read before. I don't even really listen to Bob Dylan's music, but I love, love, love that book, and I want to reread it. So I'm I'm really excited. Oh, I haven't read that, Gretchen. I'll read that. We can talk about it. Yes, and then we'll talk about it. That'll be so much fun. But I was thinking, you know, I could also imagine that someone would have like a summer of purpose. Mm. There's so many things right now. I can imagine someone thinking about that they wanted to amplify their attention, to get educated, to find ways to get involved, to figure out where to donate their money, raise awareness among other people, whether it's for immigration or Ukraine or the environment, elections. Like, there's so many things that could be a really good use of your summer as well. So you could have health, you could have fun, you could have study, you could have purpose. You know, you can take it in whatever direction you want.
0: Yeah, and you can also say you're going to do things weekly. For instance, every week this summer, we're going to go to the beach or every week we're going to, you know, have a picnic in the backyard. Every week we're going to do something that is very summery and that also fosters
1: relaxation and fun. right. And I have to mention, if you are thinking about trying to get yourself to do these things consistently, you can try my Happier app because
0: ah, it's yes. a great
1: way to get yourself to do things, even that are fun. Because sometimes you have mm. to like use the tools to do things that are fun. It's true. So I'll put a link to that. And also, we know that a lot of people try to read more in the summer. So if you want the jumpstart to help you get back in the habit of reading more, you can go to HappierCast.com/reading. And I am making a collection of people's favorite beach reads, whether that's page turning fiction, mysteries, thrillers, whatever you is like your favorite beach read that you would recommend. I'm gonna make a sheet to get everybody like pumped up.
0: I'm very psyched for that, Gretch.
1: Yeah. So um, let us know if you do try this at home and uh, how you plan to design your summer. It's always so interesting to hear what people decide to do. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at Or as always, go to the show notes. This is HappierCast.com slash 378 for everything related to this episode.
0: Coming up, we have an accountability happiness hack. But first, this break.
1: Post
0: your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Okay, listen, this is a hack. I think many people benefit from accountability, but in particular, obligers depend yes. on accountability, outer accountability. We love getting recommendations from people who have good solutions for accountability. And this is a great one. Yes,
0: it comes from Christine. She says, your four tendencies have been life-changing for me personally and have radically improved my relationships with my husband and children, all different tendencies. (laughs) As an obliger, I wanted to share a great hack that is providing me with outer accountability. Focusmate is an online platform that matches people to work together for sessions, either 25 minutes or 50 minutes each. Their website says you choose a time to work and Focusmate pairs you with an accountability partner for a live virtual co-working session that will keep you on task. I can sign up for a session anytime and Focusmate will match me with someone else who wants to work in that time slot as well. You can do anything you need to during a session, work online, read, write, clean your fridge, exercise, (laughs) etc., The group is free for three sessions a week and also for the public Zoom group sessions on Fridays and Mondays. If you want to do more sessions, you can pay $5 a month for unlimited access. I am inspired to work harder and stay more focused when I know someone is watching and working with me for a set period of time. And she says there are options to personalize your session if you prefer such as working with your camera off or working with the same people.
1: Well, you know, I know two writers who do this just with Zoom. They just put themselves on mute and work together. But then you have to schedule it. You right. have to, like, have an accountability partner who can do it when you can do it. And this is nice because it, it just matches up people randomly depending on basically availability. So yeah. this is, kind of takes away that little irritation of, of having to coordinate.
0: Yeah, it also reminds me, Gretchen, um, Jane Espenson, who is a TV writer who I absolutely adore, she on Twitter will do a writing sprint. So she'll say on Twitter, who wants to do a writing sprint at the top of the hour? And it doesn't have to be writing. Do anything in a focused manner for an hour. And then at the end, she'll say, writing sprint complete. And a lot of people join her for these writing sprints. She does it almost every day at some point. So that is a similar kind of thing. with slightly less accountability, but it's the same notion.
1: But I think sometimes this feeling that you're doing it with other people is also a kind of accountability. So anyway, this is great because if you need accountability, this is a great way to get it. So thank you.
0: Yes. Thank you, Christine, for that
1: great hack. Yes. And now a deep dive into family traditions. In episode 376, a listener who has a new baby asked for suggestions for family traditions or rituals that listeners have established because she didn't have them in her family growing up. And she wants to start them now that she has her daughter. And we got so many terrific ideas from listeners.
0: Yes, Cheryl said, a happy birthday sign. We've had one of those hinged cardboard happy birthday signs since my oldest son's first birthday. It has gone up for every birthday celebrated in our home for nearly 30 years. It can be seen in pictures hanging across a doorway or the mantle in every birthday picture. No matter whose birthday it is, kids, grandparents, my husband, etc., the birthday sign goes up. I often say this will be the one thing that everyone will want to inherit
1: someday. Well it's funny in our family, there's this funny candle in the shape of a birthday cake that somehow became the thing that appears in every photo. and I certainly didn't intend oh, funny. it. But I mean now it's so precious, so I know exactly. That sometimes is these great. things happen when you't you don't even realize it. Anne writes, "Oh, and this is great for design your summer because it's exactly what you were talking about, Elizabeth, the, like the weekly thing for a season. Mm. And writes, every Friday night during the summer, we have a campfire in the yard and put out drinks and s'mores ingredients. Hosting this event is inexpensive and easy. We have all the supplies ready to go. Everyone has a job to do, and it's become routine after so many years. We extend an open invitation to family and friends. Some weeks, there's a whole yard full of people. Some weeks, just a few. Either way, it's an enjoyable evening and a relaxing way to end the week. So that's simple nice. and fun. Yeah, very nice.
0: Eliza says, annual pictures in a special place. My sister was photographed with her head poking out of a cherry tree in full blossom every year, and my niece is photographed surrounded by bluebells in the wood. It is so fun to see how they have changed, but nature stays the same.
1: Oh, that's a very beautiful idea. Andrea says, a Hanukkah tradition passed down from their grandparents was to take turns giving gifts rather than receiving them. We did this one at a time, which really allowed for everyone to see and comment on each gift. It also puts the emphasis on giving and encourages thoughtful gift buying or making. Well, that's really nice. It's just a shift in in mm-hmm. emphasis or yeah. what action is being highlighted. I thought that was a great idea. Kate says,
0: we now celebrate big month milestones. This happened by accident. My then eight-year-old was asking why we calculate babies' ages in months as opposed to years. And I explained it was because there's so much development during the early stages of life. We've decided to only do it every 50 months, which is only a little over every four years. So manageable and we only buy small stationary items as well. That's become a tradition. It's silly and fun. You can buy
1: milestone birthday cards and add a zero. So all
0: very easy. I, I love awesome. this.
1: And uh, it's just another way to like introduce a milestone n- number into your life. I'm trying to figure out how to put this into the calendar of catalysts. It's kind of hard to explain uh, it.
0: Yes, especially because it's only every... For
1: years or so. Which I like. It's kind of like Leap Day. It doesn't come around that often, so it feels more fun and also it feels manageable. And also it's something that rarely people even notice that it's happening, so it's kind of fun to realize that there's something that you didn't even know you could celebrate. Yes. But Lori writes, on New Year's Eve, our family makes predictions for the upcoming year. I write them on a piece of paper and put them in a sealed envelope. We also read the predictions from the prior year. It's so fun to see what we thought would happen. These predictions can be things about our family, the world, celebrities, et cetera. Anything goes. It's also something anyone of any age can participate in. Alyssa, this kind of reminds me of the flying wish paper that we do on New Year's Eve, which is about making wishes, but everybody participates. Yes. yeah, so fun.
0: One of my other favorite traditions.
1: Yeah. She also writes, we are big Chicago Cubs baseball fans. For the first Cubs game of the season, we always have opening day dinner where we dress in our Cubs gear, eat stadium food for dinner, and watch the game. What's not to love about hot dogs? Not just soft pretzels and a cold beer. It's a great way to ring in spring here in the Midwest. I think this would be fun for any sport or sports team. Right, you could do it at home. You don't even have to go to the game if it's not convenient.
0: Yes. And finally, this comes from Andrea. She says, a Mother's Day photo. I realized one year that I have very few pictures of me with both of my kids. So now every Mother's Day, I make sure we get a picture together.
1: So I have at least one a year. Well, this is a great idea. Like I'm in so few family photos. And I think this is, you know, make a day where you know, you're going to get an excellent photo. But here's the thing. We got so many excellent Ideas for Traditions, and we could not eliminate any because they were all so interesting. Um, We're actually going to do Deep Dive 2, which I think that's the first time we've done a double deep dive. I Um, know. So that will be coming up in a future episode. So if you haven't sent in your family tradition yet and you would like to share it, uh, please go ahead and send it because um, we are still collecting those.
0: Yes, they're so great. Yeah. All right. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a repeat demerit. But first, this break
1: homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping it's never just about the house or condo it's about the home and what makes a home is more than just the house or property it's the location and neighborhood if you have kids it's also schools nearby parks and transportation options That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood,
0: complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com.
1: We've done your homework. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car.
0: Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay
1: connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for demerits and
0: gold stars, and you're up this week with a happiness demerit.
1: Yeah, as you said, I'm pretty sure this is a repeat demerit. And like, I'm suffering for this right now, which is ah. I've gotten in this bad habit of not looking ahead on my calendar to see what's coming up. It makes my life so much easier when I look ahead and I think, are there any conflicts? Is there any information that I need? Like, I got to get myself psyched. Is there something I need to look up or something I need to download? And I'll just get in a mode where I'm just sort of managing day-to-day, and it's just not wise. But even now, I'm like, yeah. what is my day tomorrow? I am not yep. 100% sure. There are, could be some surprises there. So yes. I'm giving myself this demerit to try to like reinvigorate my commitment to looking at my calendar. Looking ahead. Yes. How about you? What is your gold star?
0: Well, Gretch, I have a gold star for one of my best friends, Corrine. I've mentioned her many times on this podcast and on Happier in Hollywood. Corrine is also a TV writer. And at the end of the season of Fantasy Island, she came on and joined the staff for several weeks. You know, we had a very small staff and we had a ton of material we had to get out and we just needed another person.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Corrine is a fantastic writer. She's great at breaking stories. She's wonderful to be around. Sarah and I have wanted to work with her forever. And so we just said, is there any way you could join the staff for a few weeks? And she did it. And I the timing worked out, thank goodness, because I don't know how we would have gotten through the end of season two. I mean, I'm still in the end of season two, but, yeah. you know... Yeah. Um, but I couldn't imagine it without her. So I want to give Kareen a gold star for coming through when Sarah and I desperately needed her.
1: Oh, that's so great, because you've wanted to work together forever, so.
0: Yes, and the thing is, it's the end of the year. Everyone's tired. Everyone's been working. And then she came in fresh energy, fresh mm. ideas, fresh eyes. So that was super helpful for everybody on staff to just it- have that infusion.
1: Elizabeth, this reminds me of, you know, in the Get Back documentary about the Beatles, when Billy Preston came in and they were like, he's here. And they all got, they all behaved so much better and they got like a breath of fresh air. He added so much. Yeah. Oh, that's so great.
0: Kareem was our Billy Preston.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We all need (laughs) him. the resources for this week. From time to time, I talk about drift, and drift is the decision we make by not deciding or by making a decision where we don't really take responsibility for the consequences. I have drifted myself in life, so I understand it from the inside. Um, And I'm thinking about it now because it's graduation season, and I always make a point of talking about drift when I'm talking to high school students, college students, law students, grad students, medical students. So if you are curious to know more about Drift, you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources. And under podcast resources, you can get it. You can share it with a graduate in your life or anyone um, that's free. And, you know, if you listen to Happier or just about any podcast, you will often hear us ask listeners to rate and review the show. And we do that, as I have said many times, because it really does help other listeners find a show. This is really true. I use it myself. And it is easy to rate and review. But if you don't know how to do it, if you've never done it before, it can be a little bit confusing. So you can go to happiercast.com slash ratings. And I'll put a link in the show notes. If you want to just have like a quick cheat sheet about how to do it. And we give you a gold star if you've done that. And if you follow the podcast, because it really is a tremendous help to Elizabeth and me. And Elizabeth, what are we reading? Gretchen, I am
0: reading The Office BFFs by <laughs> Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. And,
1: and I've already read two, too, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, it is such a treat. I've already finished it. So I am reading Ties by Domenico Starnone. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Design your summer. Let us know what you are planning for your summer or whatever season you're in. Thank
0: you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at gretchenrubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at And I just said it, but I'm going to
1: say it again. Because, hey, I want to remind you, if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and follow, rate, and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.
0: Gretch, speaking of get back, have you seen online that Paul McCartney's touring right now, and he does? I got a feeling as a duet with John Lennon. They show a big um, screen of John Lennon singing on the roof of their building, and it's just awesome. So, you have oh to my gosh!
1: Up. Oh, listen, I wish yeah. you were. I wish we could go together. How fun would that be?
0: Oh, that would be so amazing.